Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, and welcome to History Dweebs. I'm Tim, and the topic of our podcast today is the Easter Day Massacre. Uh, the spree killer, James Rupert gunned down 11 of his relatives back in an Easter Sunday back in 1975 in Hamilton, Ohio, which is near here, Cincinnati. We're going to talk about all these dastardly deeds, but before we do, let me introduce the panel. We are pleased today to have with us again the man, Casey. How's it going, Casey? Going good, Tim. How you doing? Great. Hey, I just got an alert on my phone a little bit ago. You guys, have you guys heard about this Colin Kaepernick deal? I'm sure you guys have heard about it. I have. It's yes. kind of it's kind of being a dirtbag. So he just got traded to the Japanese Football League. <laughs> have you heard this? Yeah. So he got traded to the Japanese Football League, but he's over there. He's going to be like one of the biggest guys on the on the field. So they're actually going to play him under center. But his new quarterback's name is Fister Miyagi. <laughs> so we wanna we wanna send congratulations and good luck to Colin Kaepernick. Now you in know his Japan Football League. Uh, and and here's here's my problem with this. Now you know the Colonel Patriotic Man. Sure. Um Yes, after the war. Yeah. Name. But uh why I gotta stand WW1. Up. Now I got a bunch of guys playing a baseball game or a football game. They ain't playing for country, they ain't playing for love, they're playing for money. Mm-hmm. What's a goddamn patriotic about that? Why American, I got to stand American up? American way. When you at home, now tell me this. When you at home and the football game comes on, do you stand up when the national anthem comes on? Okay, first of all, football doesn't come on. I do when I'm at house. the stadium. At the stadium. But when you're yeah. at home, and and I had this this disagreement with the person. You have not been introduced yet. You really haven't. You're not here. <laughs> okay, well, you I'm are still persona talking. Persona non grata. Um, I've been a little stressed today. Yeah, um, you have. But you forgot your anniversary. Here's, here's my point. Yeah, I did forget today is my anniversary, and I forgot about it. And I Happy anniversary, Renee. For 20 minutes. This or condolences, whatever. But anyway, I had to tell a guy that uh, that the uh, <laughs> the national anthem is not paying our respects to those who lost their lives. It's paying it's pay, it's paying your respects to the flag, to the yeah. country. It doesn't have anything to do with people. We have Veterans Day, Memorial Day for that. And secondly, how did veterans take over Memorial Day? I'm not really why sure are you about that. Words? <laughs> but I'm just saying, why we gotta play the damn national anthem at every baseball game and football game? Tradition. I could say it makes no sense tradition. to me. Tradition. It makes no sense to me at all. Uh, okay. I mean it's not it's not like it's a big patriotic event. 
If you're gonna do it before fireworks, if you're gonna do it before whatever. I did a sore subject. I'm just saying I don't get it. Okay, you ungrateful bastard. Let's introduce uh, Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I'm good. Hold on, how do you skip right over me? I'm gonna come back to you. You're last. <laughs> but I'm, I'm hold up I'm to that. I hold up to you. I'm well. I'm well, Timmy. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. And we are also joined by the uh, very argumentative. <laughs> and I think we strip his title of Colonel. <laughs> I, was, I just thought it was a funny joke. The Reverend Colonel I Carl, it down to Lieutenant. <laughs> the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawkwaters the Third, affectionately known as Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Don't, just one word answer. <laughs> Today's been bad, Timmy. Today's been bad. I got I got uh, people on cranky. Well, it's my it, like I said, it's my anniversary. I forgot all about my anniversary. And Did you forget you were married? <laughs> See, you know, it's 29 years. Mm-hmm. 29 years. Now, think about what you got to do to get 29 years in prison. You got to commit some serious, serious You've offenses. committed some serious shit. You were an asshole in a previous life, <laughs> and it has spilled over. Apparently, I was worse than Rupert here in a previous life. Today's my anniversary, too. I've been working here 28 years. Really? Mm-hmm. So you started, so on my one-year anniversary, you got a job here. Yes. yes Congratulations. Thank you, I hope too. it's gone smoother for you than it has for me. <laughs> no, because look where he's at. He's sitting here with us. <laughs> That's right. This, okay. That's so anyway, those are my two shot. biggest beefs right here. I think Colin Kaepernick, kiss. Yes, you should just stand your ass up. It ain't a big deal. But secondly... Why you gotta bug me with the and, and here's here's my point. Here's my point. I get to you ever been? I understand that, but I got something. I got something that's it's just profound. stuck in my crawl here. You ever been to a Bengal Steelers crawl. game? If I kick you in the head and we'll come unstuck. I can't, yeah, probably. People talk about respect for country, respect for okay. What are what are around you at the football game? Other bunch of assholes normally at an Drunk. NFL. Your game. Other countrymen. Drunk rock. Yeah, rock your rock other rock countrymen. Rock. And once that game starts, after they stand up and do the national anthem, they don't show a damn bit of respect for the fellow countrymen at all. Everybody's an asshole, a douchebag, a loser, a drunk. They're all drunks. And I don't even go to football games anymore because of it. You can't show respect to your kids. You can't show respect to your wife. You can't show respect to the people sitting next to you. But you're offended because somebody don't stand up and show reflect respect to an inanimate object. You know what? We're in awful close quarters for that much hot air. <laughs> I'm just a little perturbed by the hypocrisy. You know I don't like hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah. we know that. I do not like hypocrisy. <laughs> um, so, I would like to... I just to, thought it was a funny joke. I would like to <laughs> give a shout-out to our sponsors on Patreon, and that is Alicia, Chip, Jahara, Bridget, and... Who knows? Cindy Lou, of course. Stephanie. Cindy Lou. And no we'd price. like to thank you for sponsoring us on Patreon. If you would like to sponsor us, just go to patreon.com slash Weaves. Aren't we sponsored by Nut Milk this week? <clears throat> we are sponsored by Nut Milk. No, we want to thank those who are actually paying money for You know us. what you can make with Nut Milk? If you yeah, turn it, good enough, if you can turn it long enough, you nut can make cheese, it into Nut, nut butter. butter. Nut Butter. <laughs> 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 you can get some good Nut Cheese out of that. That's right. Okay, so let's get into the story. To me, you seem a little cranky. I want to get into the story. Well, then why didn't you get into the story? I've been, I've been, we've been waiting around. March 30th, 
Picture it. March, March 30th, 30th, 1975. Okay. The I'll, year the Reds won the World Series. It was a wonderful year. I remember that year. That was, Easter was I believe they were a better team next year. <laughs> I was 14 years old. The Reds mm-hmm. were probably playing down in Florida with their green I was hats. 13. That's five. Oh, no, that, no, the green hats would have been I wasn't, St. St. I wasn't a stain in our parents' sheets yet. <laughs> so March 30th, 1975, James so uh, gross. Rupert. Gunned down 11 relatives. <laughs> and who hasn't really who thought hasn't about that? Who hasn't wanted to do that? Who hasn't thought about that? Uh, an Easter gathering in his, in his family home in Hamilton, Ohio, which is close to here, just north of Cincinnati. Um, James Urban Rupert, I guess. Uh, That's an hell of a name. Yeah. Yeah. James Urban Rupert. <laughs> <laughs> Was born on March 29th, so this was the day after his birthday. This occurred. Son of a bitch. He must not like his gifts. his birthday present <laughs> to himself. <laughs> his gifts suck. I'm going to show you sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah. He was born on March 29th, 1934 in Hamilton, Ohio. I'm going to tie again. <laughs> Somebody got him a black suit. One more fucking sweater. <laughs> when he was uh, a young boy... The Ruperts lived in a long barn-like structure that lacked indoor plumbing and running water. Because they were in Hamilton. Yeah. His father raised chickens in the rear of the house. At least he didn't raise them inside the house. In the rear of the house. <laughs> Back of the house. At the same, at this same time in his life, James began to suffer from asthma. Because uh, he was in, breathing in chicken shit. Yeah, shakes. allergies and feathers and shit, uh, which left him to be a sickly boy. And limited limited uh, many of his physical activities for the rest of his childhood. He simply just could not keep up with children his own age. He was hunched over from his illness, so sickly that he was not permitted to take gym at school or play sports with the neighborhood kids. So he's the kid, who, you know. You know, uh, he's the boy in the bubble. Yeah, they, you know, they <laughs> without the bubble. He yeah. sits in a, you know, he sits on one of those sands, little, sands bubble. Sits in one of those old metal chairs during yeah. the gym class. And just watches everyone. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. sad. Breathes heavy, but he's yeah. still got to get dressed. Yeah, coat, yeah. Got to wear gym clothes. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. So uh, he we was, used to make fun of those kids. He was uh, regarded as a sissy by other kids in his neighborhood, so he was picked on at school. He was shy, introverted. Um, he was routinely teased by other children. Had very few, uh, if any, friends. So far, he's sounding pretty much like you. Children can be losers. Colonel, you know? over here. No. I was, I was a fine kid. I never got picked on until his junior year in high school. He remained pretty much a loner, avoiding uh, school activities, rarely attending ball games or going to dances, and never dating girls. Well, who wants to date the Weezer? His mother, mother was frustrated. She wanted him to be a girl and would often dress him as a girl when he was a young child. Did she make him tuck it in? Tuck it, tuck it behind his legs? I bet. Duct tape that shit down. Oh, yeah. The events of his childhood had a lasting effect on him because he was, uh, he was impotent. He was never able to have sexual relations with any woman uh, well, once but, it's taped down for so long, you lose feeling. Well, I guess he was able to masturbate, but that was it. Now, see, I'm, I, don't, I don't understand that. Yeah, how could, if he... Yeah. Uh, I mean, was he, was, he, was he pounding a squishy, or what was he doing? It's it's hitting, floppy. Was he hitting a floppy? Yeah, and, I guess he was. Hitting a <laughs> floppy. Yeah. It's all in his head, though. So, you know, maybe sex with his hand was not as... 
Yeah. Forbidden. Maybe. Didn't she insist that he was a homosexual? Yeah. Um, he didn't, uh, his father did not have a lot of confidence in him. He had a, he has, <laughs> he had a brother who that was kind of the favorite. And we'll talk more about him as we go we on. We know how that is. Yeah. I've, heard, I've heard that story. But, uh, <laughs> I live that story. We know how that is. Yeah. Father didn't have a whole lot of confidence <laughs> with the other brother the favorite. Got another brother that's a favorite. But yeah. you know what? It doesn't turn out too well for the other brother in his story. <laughs> Uh, it's, Jason's uh, days coming. Uh, um, Rupert was uh, thought his father had no confidence in him, recalling his father's warnings that he would not he would not be capable of holding a job or supporting himself as an adult. His father was confident, however, that he would turn out to be a homosexual. Homosexual. Oh, no, yeah. So when he came out as not gay, did that not go over well? well? Casey's over here crying. I don't know if this is hitting too close to home for the man. Or... <laughs> When he was 36 years old, or no, when his father was 36 years old, he died complications of the consumption. The consumption, tuberculosis. Yeah, oh. that's, that's pretty. That's 75. That's rough. Yeah, <laughs> shit should have been gone by then. Well, you think it's in Hamilton though? Yeah, they didn't have Western all those medicine. Chickens. They didn't have Western medicine. Yeah. It's in Hamilton. Uh, James was only 12 years old when that happened, and it forced him to take on some more adult responsibilities, though his mother still referred to him as incompetent. Um, (laughs) The incompetent gay kid. (laughs) The impotent. Doesn't even know what his sexuality is. Rupert claims that his mother did not like him, and she would often beat and taunt. She would often beat and taunt him, and would encourage his uh, his brother Leonard to do. The I think same. he's got a leg to stand on there. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard was his older brother. Leonard was uh, Leonard the third. His dad was Leonard Junior. Uh, from James's uh, viewpoint, his mother made it very clear from him, uh, very clear to him that his presence was a mistake. That she wanted a girl, not a boy, and she would, like I said, often dress him in girl's clothes. You know, you're going to create problems for a child when you just dress them up like a girl when they're little. Well, unless they're a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> then it's okay. Hey, have you seen those Captain Obvious commercials? <laughs> What happens next, Casey? At the age of 16, things got uh, things at home got so bad that Rupert ran away and attempted suicide by hanging himself with a sheet. <laughs> uh, yes, it didn't work because he's incompetent. It did not work, though. <laughs> but now let me tell you what. He becomes very competent later on. Wow. Loser. So, he fa- so though that attempt failed, the thought of suicide was something that stayed with Rupert for decades to come. Uh, Rupert's mother showed love to her older son, who became a constant reminder wow. to James of his yeah, own that guy has some balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy's able to give give her grandkids. Really, <laughs> right. James is not. But here's what I don't understand, though: if he's an absolute incompetent bastard, then it says here that Leonard was made the head of the household after his father after their father's death. Well, well, that wasn't that's why the wouldn't that's the older brother? That's the older brother. Yeah, Leonard was the older. Brother. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I got yeah. confused. L- it, Leonard, James is the James yeah, is the Leonard is like my bad. Leonard is tall and athletic, and, and we're not saying that he's sleeping with his mother. And uh, we're not uh, saying that, right? We're, he, I mean, we're not saying James. That no, yeah, no. no, James is this little. No, his mother don't like him, so she wouldn't sleep. No, with Leonard. Him. We're talking about oh, Leonard. No, Leonard could get wood. Yeah, Leonard. Leonard was kind of the man. Leonard could lay pipe. Yeah. All right. So sorry about that. Leonard uh, became the head of the household, and James always felt like an outcast in his own family. 
Um, James was very conscious of being five inches shorter than his brother. And was he a midget? He should have put on heels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder how close he was when he had heels. Maybe that's why his mom did it. Yeah. James' math and science uh, math and science teachers always compared to him with his older brothers whose grades in the same classes had been superior. Leonard graduated from night school with a degree in electrical engineering, whereas James flunked out of college two years later. <laughs> so James really is a fuck-up. Like, his mother wasn't that after far two off. Years. Yeah, really. So they're, they're really not that far off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Leonard became a successful engineer with General Electric. Uh, James went from job to job. Uh, Leonard was happily married with eight children. Jeez, Holy he could shit. get wood. Yeah, he was lame. He was overcompensating. Were they, for yeah. were they with his mother? Uh, don't know. No, no, he was married. He was married. Uh, James never married, uh, was jilted by his only fiance, and continue, continued to live with his mom. Well, yeah, there he was jilted. He yeah, who was he married to? Who was Leonard married to? I hadn't got there yet. Okay, you will. Okay. <laughs> James had dated uh, the woman who his brother would later marry and had even introduced them to one another. Uh, so his brother hey, told his girlfriend. Hey, you know that girl you couldn't get wood with? I'm laying it now. That. Yeah, I'm, I'm busting that. I'm At least eight times. <laughs> God. By his own standards, so, wait, wait, I mean, they're, they're just, you know, they're just making it too easy for this guy. <laughs> you know, he got his mom in the house. He got his brother in the house. He got his ex-girlfriend in the house. I, I mean. I'm not saying, but maybe he had uh, legitimate reason. reason. <laughs> That's what I'm yes. saying. They're making it too easy he some, for him. He had some grievances, I'd say that. Yes. <laughs> By his own standards, James was... Uh, was as much of a failure as his brother Leonard was a success. A success. <laughs> to make matters worse, worse, Leonard was at least in his younger brother's mind a uh, vicious sadist and torturer in the world. Uh, in a word, he was the enemy. Uh, going back to early childhood, James still remembered his brother locking him in closets, tying him with rope, beating him with a hose, and sitting <laughs> on his head until he screamed out loud. I did that to you guys, though. And you you know, you know when he was in gym class, those kids were locking him in the locker. Oh, yeah, yeah he got stuffed in more lockers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's one of those poor kids that they saw seeing how many pencils could fit in his butt. Yeah, yeah. I you hate that read game. about that story. Right? I mean, it's, it, well, it really does. Like, if you see, we saw also his picture. He looks like some from body from Re- Revenge of the Nerds or mm-hmm. something. Uh, <laughs> the image only worsened over time, and by James's thirtieth birthday, he was just beginning to see Leonard as the executioner, as a major figure in what he believed to be an emerging conspiracy against him. The paranoia really escalated. Emerging. I'm not so sure it's paranoia. I'm not sure it's paranoia. It's really not paranoia. Are you paranoid if it's true? Come on. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean there's no one out to get you. The paranoia really escalated in 1965 when the Hamilton Police Department determined that James had made an obscene phone call to an employee of the local public library where James spent most of his free time. There you go. Yeah, you know, you can't even call someone out of the out of the yellow pages. He has to call the library. <laughs> they got all those Kama Sutra books in there. Maybe he was thinking he'd get something cool. Yeah, you know, and maybe he liked the librarian type. So he admitted to I make like the librarian. Oh yeah, hot, hot, yeah. Yeah, just take some glasses off and shake your hands. Glasses, long and, and then yeah. underneath you got I'm, stockings and yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the dirty garters. Yeah, boy. yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. You know what that's like, Brian. So, although admitting... You wear glasses, though? I do. 
No, she was fantasizing about the librarian. <laughs> so I was. She knows yeah. that. She knows that one. Born no. her lesbian days. Yeah, yeah. Just when she played softball. Also, he admitted to making the phone call. Uh, James was convinced that his mother and brother were attempting to discredit him by informing everyone of his transgressions and reporting to the FBI that he was a <clears throat> communist and a homosexual. According to the FBI, even a gay communist. Well, sure it wasn't very so can you imagine work. 1965? That's where the term pinko commie came from. <laughs> so can you imagine Alice calling and being like, "Hey, my kid, he's a gay communist." FBI, come find him. You know what? I'm not saying hey, she hey, hasn't done it. Hey, Mr. Hoover, I've got this gay communist kid here. God. All right. He also believed that the FBI was taping his telephone. Or was tapping his telephone. Because they had nothing better else to do. No. Right. Not only at home. Hick and Hamilton. But also in the restaurants and bars that he happened to visit. Oh, absolutely. I wonder what kind of bars he was going to. The, not, not gay bars. Not, <laughs> not, not gay bars. Not, okay. yeah, yeah, not in Hamilton in 1965. Over the years, he felt the intrusion of the FBI into his personal life. Uh, he felt continued to grow and grow. So he wore a foil hat. So he was so, starting yeah. to get more paranoid. Yeah. Did he wear a foil hat? Uh, yes, he did. Chuck will talk about that later. <laughs> Other groups were also implicated by Rupert in the plot to sabotage his career, uh, his social contacts, and his car, he felt was being... Yeah. So his he car is, was being vandalized, yeah, His brother was fucking with his car. Sabotage. We'll get into it. Yeah, he, NSA, thought, he thought people were screwing with NSA, him. Did he have a Pinto? Yes. Or a Gremlin? Uh, in my mind, he does. <laughs> yeah. It couldn't be a cool car. No, There's no way he had a bed. Yeah. He had a bike. Let's just... Let's just. <laughs> he had a moped. That's car, back when the mopeds came out. Car is another word for bike. You know, moped's like a fat lady. You don't want anybody to ever see you ride one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay there, Chuck. <laughs> that was a good one. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be bold enough to say that out loud. Because I've climbed my share of mountains in my head. He wrote a few mopeds. He wrote a few mopeds. Wow. So proud. He get good mileage out of those. They're built for comfort, not for speed. <laughs> if you run out of gas, you can just pedal manually. <laughs> Perfect vehicle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does Tim seem a little out of sorts to you today? I, you know. I don't even know where I'm at now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, by itself, his odd paranoia and frustrations um, aren't enough to explain Rupert's criminal behavior. I'm not really sure why. Uh, he must have had access to an effective weapon of mass destruction, a means of... Eliminating 11 people at once, that's why Rupert's long-standing love affair with handguns is important to consider. Uh, so he's went and got him a piece. Yeah, he had a, he yeah, had he a, was he a, had a little arsenal on he was Yeah, he was a gun lover. Uh, he's, yeah, so he was a gun lover. They represented to him a manly activity that only uh, that had been denied him as a sickly child with asthma while other boys expressed their masculinity through competitive sports. And <laughs> actually having sex with girls. <laughs> right. That'll be a, that's, a, that's a big part of the manliness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Walking around the flopping. <laughs> 
so he became an avid gun collector. Uh, he passed his leisure time. <laughs> oh, if I were still alive, we better be a little nice to him. <laughs> if he ever gets out on parole, I'm not going to be nice. <laughs> he passed. He passed his leisure time alone on the banks of the Great Miami River, walking, uh, walking tin cans along the ground. Kicking. Walk. It's probably kicking. It says walking tin cans along the ground with his pistols. Not really sure what that Shoot. means. Shoot. Walking them along the ground. Shoot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like dance. I, okay. Dance, I got dance. you. Now. Yeah, dance, bitch. There you go. Like Yosemite Sam. He was like Yosemite Sam. Not Yosemite Sam. What is it? Yosemite. Yosemite. Yosemite, Yosemite Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except, for, God except for he couldn't get a raging heart on like that. <laughs> Or can't you just Maybe picture like, number five? Can't you just picture Yosemite <laughs> Sam with a big raging heart on? I'm picturing Yosemite Sam in a whorehouse. <laughs> shooting the yeah. shooting place up. I'll take that one. Come on, baby. <laughs> shooting the ceiling. Wow. Okay. I'm going to get a facial from Yosemite. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably seem like... You know, he's doing a woman doggy style, and, and he's shooting his gun, and that's what he's doing. Yeah. Okay, as recently as two days. Eureka! I'm trying, I'm trying to keep this above level. Yeah, you lost. Think it was just Mexican prostitutes that he banged, or... No, yeah. he was back in the cowboy and Indian days. Elmer Fudd had a gun. Yeah. Well, this guy's like Elmer Fudd, pretty much. The guy that we're doing here. Yes. Because you know Elmer Fudd. He well, he had that horrible speech impediment. And he wasn't walking around with nothing but a floppy. Oh, no. No, but he hunted a lot. Oh, Lord. Okay, so as recently as two days before the Easter Sunday massacre, witnesses recalled seeing Rupert by the river where he repeatedly was firing his three fifty seven Magnum revolver at 10 cans. A local gun store employee claimed that a month or two before the Easter killings, Rupert had asked him where he could obtain a gun silencer. Hey, was it a dildo silencer <laughs> yeah. from the last time I was here? The, um, With the that, big guy? This comes back to me important later on when it gets to the trial because mm-hmm. he he stood after these killings. If he was found not guilty for reason of insanity, he stood to get uh, to uh, inherit $300,000. So, they the you know the practicing the silence and all that stuff played mm-hmm. to you know the fact that he was this was planned. Uh, the imp- the implication was clear enough. Rupert may have been planning for some time to eliminate the members of his family. Uh, though Rupert had endured a frustrating childhood and had access to guns, his crime depended on the operation of certain triggering events. In general, the triggering events may occur over a period of weeks or even months before a murder, or they may occur immediately prior to it. In a number of family family mass murders, the killer had given up trying to find a job and was deeply depressed about it. In other cases, a husband killed all the members of of his family upon learning that his wife intended to obtain a divorce, or shortly after the separation had actually occurred. So there's triggers. So there's going to be something that triggers this whole thing to go down. Yes. What would that trigger be, Devil? Well, Tell us some more, Brandy. Okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm enthralled with this case. I can tell. Family members are frequently loners. Family killers, sorry, our family members. But family killers are frequently loners who depend almost exclusively on the family to satisfy. Well, they're definitely loners after they kill their family. <laughs> yeah. Well, Right. 
You know, I, and, and by the, definition, the somebody's <laughs> trying to say in court he was an orphan, so they should have mercy on him. That's true, uh, but they they depend almost exclusively on the family to satisfy their emotional needs. The threat of separation by family members is a particularly painful and threatening event. In Whoopit's case, the so, triggering. So you kill him. You're afraid to be without him, so you kill him. Well, then you know, then they hang out all the time. Yeah, if you're Dahmer, you eat them. Yeah, you just eat them, and they're no part of you. In Rupert's case, the triggering mechanism consisted of of certain precipitating events, which, just prior to Easter Sunday, served to magnify the intensity of his negative feelings and to separate him further psychologically from others in his family. That's a hell of a paragraph. It sounds like he he was like a ticking time bomb anyway after years of abuse. Now, the testimony of Wanda Bishop, a 28-year-old mother of five, Jesus, find a hobby, who was separated from her husband and frequently met James Rupert at her place of employment, the 19th Hole Cocktail Lounge, said shed you know, some light. there's a place called 19th Hole, a bar called the 19th Hole downtown? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. On Main Street, I didn't know they went by it the other day. It's a, uh, you know. No, what is it? It's a, it's a gay club? Alternate lifestyle oh, is it? bar. Gay club. The 19th Hole. Usually they have one at like a golf club, you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah the nineteenth hole. I just remember the. Yeah, there's no golf courses down. Okay. No. It's a, it's an alternate lifestyle. It's an underground golf course. Miss Bishop told the court about their meeting at the nineteenth hole bar on the evening before the shootings. Rupert talked about his financial troubles, his unemployment, and his family. He had a problem, which had to be taken care of immediately. His mother had told him that if he could drink seven days a week, he could pay rent. Otherwise, they're mutually exclusive. Yeah, they are. <clears throat> how are you going to get a job? She sounds like a hard drink? ass. No, how you gonna, if you drunk? Well, the guy is like thirty-five at this point. How are you going to get a job? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or how are you going to drink if you get a job? Yeah, no, I can't get a job and drink seven days a week. That's why <laughs> the mom wanted him to drink seven days a week. No, no, he's okay. been drinking seven days. a oh, week. Oh, you've been you drinking. You can drink seven. seven days a week. You can uh, pay rent. I got you. I got you. See, well, no, where was he getting his money to drink then? Ain't got no job. He probably ain't got no shit to do. <laughs> He's probably getting the social security. It's Friday. <laughs> you ain't got no job. How you gonna get fired on your day off? <laughs> do you get fired? Yeah. I don't think you're stealing even boxes. <laughs> I don't even think you're looking for no job. Stealing <laughs> boxes. What's <laughs> wrong with you? <laughs> All right, Miss Bishop testified that Rupert left the bar at 11 p.m. only to return later. When she asked him whether he'd taken care of his problems, so he this answered, would, "This would have been his birthday." Mm-hmm. He's out partying. Yeah. yeah. So throw him a bone here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she asked him whether he'd taken care of his problems. He answered, nope, not yet, and stayed at the bar until 2.30 when it closed. Notwithstanding his hostile feelings, Rupert nonetheless depended heavily on his family for both emotional and economic support, and their yearly reunion well, was special to him. You can tell he gets a lot of emotional support from his, his, yeah. his right. family. Mom and brother seem to be. Well, the, they're very, yeah. very nice to him. Yeah. All right. Very supportive. Their, year, their yearly reunion was very special to him. I'm sure it was. Uh, uh, but on Easter Sunday of 1975, that was all going to be different. Rupert was on the verge of eviction, and his mother had been ill, so his brother's family came late in the day. And it started out happily enough. Shortly after arriving, the members of Leonard Rupert's family gathered together on the front lawn where they had an Easter egg hunt. Then they all went into the house for, for the yearly family reunion and dinner. Everyone mingled in the living room and kitchen, everyone that is except Uncle James, who was on the second floor of the house making his final preparations. 
Charity Rupert was fixing sandwiches at the kitchen range while Leonard and his wife... Who the fuck's Charity Rupert? That's his mom. Okay. She bitch making sandwiches on Easter? Fixing a ham sandwich. What do you want? Yeah. That's fucked up. How do you yeah. expect me to eat? If, if my mom's not going to make it, how am I going to eat? <laughs> yeah. I ham salad. I mean, I get it. Uh, let's see. While Leonard and his wife Alma sat at the kitchen table. Their youngest child was in the bathroom. One of their daughters stood waiting her turn by the bathroom door, and the other six kids were out playing in the yard. Now, Alma has had eight kids by now, so I'm, yes. I'm assuming she's hit the wall at this point. So, Rupert, I mean, she James the, is really coming out ahead at this point. She got the labia majora yeah, yeah. at that point. Those things dangling like... He probably, he probably not. That eight kid slid out. Like, Even yeah, if he could, he walked out. Yeah, walked out. Hello, my baby. Hello. Even if he could, yeah, he their eight kids are all they're all down. Yeah, and then mom is so, sandwiches. So, Jimmy spent the afternoon upstairs asleep. <laughs> well, he's got drunk. He's got a rest. He's hungover. Mm-hmm. He's got a rest. He's hungover. Sure. He's, he drinks seven days a week. At four, at four p.m., he woke up. Getting up at the crack of dawn. <laughs> he woke up, went downstairs. Well, it's not, <laughs> not like he's getting up for a job. <laughs> I can do this at any point. <laughs> why, why, right? why rush it? Uh, let's see. He went downstairs where he chatted with his brother about politics and the stock market and watched his nieces and nephews as they gathered Easter eggs. What the fuck's he talking about the stock market for? I don't know. He, he might as well be talking about the space. Well, he's hoping to maybe get a little inheritance here before too. So where do you If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I think I should invest. So I'm getting ready to come into some money. So yeah. theoretically, how much money? On, I'm going to be living on the street here <laughs> next week. But are you worth? <laughs> Let's see. After spending a few minutes with the family, Rupert said he was going to go target shooting. And nobody, oh, yeah, and nobody gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that boy find a job. <laughs> and they nobody. Will. Not that anyone cares. That's who he is. Not that anyone cares. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> they're going to care here in a minute. You know, you know what they're talking about him as soon as he walks out the door. Oh, that's what we do. All he does is drink. And shoot right. beer cans. Shoot so he went back upstairs, collected three pistols and a rifle, and came back down to the first floor where his family was gathered. As he walked through the kitchen, still in a state of apparent calm, his brother asked him with a mocking smile, How's your Volkswagen, Jimmy? Oh, no, he didn't. That motherfucker need to be popped. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's... I mean, you asking about a fucker's Volkswagen? Volkswagen. Because that's back in the days when First you had all, a Volkswagen, you was poor. Well, and, you know, the Passat. I mean, that's a hot car. But Is that what he had, a Passat? I don't know, it's a Volkswagen. Continue, continue. Maybe he didn't have Maybe he had a micro bus. 1975. Because it's not, there's a reason why he's asking. He should have looked back at his brother and said, how's that floppy <laughs> vagina? <laughs> floppy twat going. How's that floppy twatter going that you're hanging out with on a nightly basis? <laughs> You dead. Can you even hit the sides on that son bitch anymore? Well, Jimmy would have come back with, it's as floppy as that dead thing between your legs, you bastard. All right. This sounds so, like some fights we've had at our house, friend. It really does. Rupert believed his brother had been trying for several months to sabotage his Volkswagen. Fucker. There's the guy's way. got his girlfriend. He's got a job. He's got a college education. He's working at GE. He's got this huge And what family. he wants to do is screw around this yeah. kid's Volkswagen. Yeah. <laughs> and Volkswagen only got three parts on it. You only got to take one to fuck it up. So he he was convinced that Leonard had gotten into the crankcase. Well, I hate when that happens. And had purposely destroyed the carburetor and the distributor. Had sabotaged the windshield wipers. Loosened the bumper and blown holes in the muffler. <laughs> yeah. And you, you might not think you might you might not think a lot of a uh, of a Volkswagen, but when Mama kicks him out, this is his house. <laughs> and that's you mess with a man's home. <laughs> don't mess with a man's home. Okay, no. but it, I don't. <laughs> okay, so what happens next? I don't know. So, so he thinks that this his very successful brother is just taking the time out of his day to fuck with him. Mm-hmm. Thus, Leonard's apparent innocuous question precipitated, you're so many with big words, precipitated an entire surge of thoughts, memories, fantasies about what his brother had done to him since childhood. From Rupert's point of view, Leonard was mocking him about the car. I think it was pretty, he's pretty on, he's pretty, probably on target there. Well. The bumper falling off. <laughs> <laughs> and, be living in this fucking thing next week. And Jimmy reflexive, reflexively drew his gun. Okay. And because happened? he lives in the fucking wild west, yeah. and that's just what you do. Well, it's like stealing a man's horse. Okay, so he pulls his gun. So he, he, Jane, Jimmy's pulled his piece, mm-hmm. uh, and he would see to it that Leonard never hurt him again. He would finally get the better of the brother of the brother against whom he had never quite measured up. Let's face it, Leonard's an asshole. I mean, I don't, I don't really want to talk about I think they're a whole family of assholes. <laughs> yeah, they, they ain't doing this guy any favor. Well, the kids are in the The kids are, yeah, the kids are. They kids running around. You know they're assholes. <laughs> you know they are. They're dirty little urchins. Right, Anytime you get more than two together. Hold on, I'm reading, like, from War and Peace here. Um... I'm on the edge of my seat. Let me t- tell me He why. would deprive Leonard of life and the lives of those whom he loved. With his back to the kitchen sink, Jimmy fired at his brother Leonard, who fell backwards onto the floor. He then shot his sister-in-law, Alma, and his mother, who lunged toward him in a last futile effort to save her family and her life. Amid screams and chaos, the three children in the kitchen, Anne, David, and Teresa, were next, mercil- mercilessly gunned down. 
and before anybody had a chance to think, let alone escape, Rupert had fired 35 shots, stopping only to reload. He moved into the living room where he was confronted at the door by the oldest nephew, Leonard the Third, whose life ended in a barrage of several shots. <laughs> Tammy, that's some good writing right there. I'm telling that you. Why is that funny, Chuck? <laughs> because the poor little motherfucker was out in the yard looking for some Easter eggs. I know, just and a minute ago. And he got the one with the, and we, with no, the $5 we were, bill. We were talking about this earlier. He was all happy. Because <laughs> you got some kids that are 16, 17 years old. Yeah. We were talking about what they did earlier. Is He, he, he shot them all once to wound mm-hmm. them. Right, and, and then, then he do goes, I go over that? Yeah, he goes along, and then he goes back. So kind of goes along with your script. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes back, yeah, and then he finishes them all. Okay. You'll, you'll I mean, get, it's really a smart. You'll get move. to that. Part. You're ruining your good so, writing, Tim. It's really all. a smart move. Now she screwed up anyway. It's really a smart move. <laughs> I did not. This is like sitting next to somebody who's already seen the movie. So Leonard the Third, <laughs> poor fucker, just coming in because he got fifty cents in his egg. <laughs> He's very happy, and Uncle Jimmy shoots him. Uh, Uncle Jimmy then sat on the sofa and one by one plank shots at the remaining four children <laughs> Michael, Tommy, Carol, and little John. Why didn't. Okay. Yeah. Well, first of all, yes. <laughs> he had a little time with little John. Little John was only four, so he yeah. had to take his time with him. Well, and here's the other thing, and I'm, I'm sorry. Why didn't he, you hear shots going off in the house? Get the. F- Keep fucking moving. Yeah, there was I mean, no that's the thing that always amazed me ever but since again, this happened. Is again, I shoot eleven people without one person well, saying, "Well, fuck this, I'm, I'm out." It, it happened, and I think you'll, you'll get to this. I probably will. Too. But it happened all within five minutes. So he shot. Yeah, but he, they came in because they were outside. He started shooting them, injuring them, and then he went back and I, finished them off. Yes, as you've mentioned. So, but weren't they uh, outside? The, uh, no, 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 no. But weren't the kids outside at one point? Yeah, but like, they were. I don't they, 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 killed they killed him in the house. They were killed in the house. They were killed in the house. Fucking done. No, gave it all away. Let's talk about Little John some more. Come on. Okay. All right. So he's. Plinked off these four other kids. He got up and shot the victims. You know, killed, finished them off. Uh, during the rampage, I uh, first shot his victims, second through the head. I mean, you all know this because you've heard it six <laughs> times. Um, a few victims were shot thir- a third time, and one was shot through the heart. It was all over in about five minutes. The dead were Charity, his mother, his only brother Leonard, Leonard's wife Alma, and the eight children ranging from the age four to seventeen. A total of eleven deaths. So ten, ten of these victims were shot in the head at close range, Brandy. Fuckers. One was shot in the chest. Yeah, I know that probably where the heart, you know, when he shot him through the heart. Yeah. I bet he did it that I bet that was that one. Nobody screamed, though. <clears throat> Nobody ran. I can't believe nobody screamed. They were shot a total of 35 times. His sick work complete, Rupert then lounged in the house for three hours before phoning the local constable. Because there's good ham in there. Well, he had to have a sandwich. And it's Easter. Maybe he he was doing his own little worshiping deal. And there's ham. Around 9.30 that evening. Why did he call the cops? He called Uh, the Hamilton County Police Department. And, because uh, he's not the smart one. <laughs> yeah, he ain't the smart one, is he? And he told him there's been a shooting. Rupert, uh, he was leaning short. He was waiting at the door when the police arrived. Yeah, this is like three or four hours later. Still, uh, still dressed. 
for the holiday in a yellow shirt and white tie and plaid sack. yeah, socks. Yeah, now, if he was shooting people at plaid slacks, if, mm-hmm. if he was shooting people at close range, seventy-five at close range, he's got to have blood on him. His clothing was mottled with flecks of blood. There you go. Thanks, Model. Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> Cops stepped past him and could see the degree to which he had understated what he had done. <laughs> there was a shooting. This was not a I mean, shooting. Yeah. This was a massacre. Police found five blood spattered bodies in the living room and six in the kitchen. That's a lot of people in the, li- in the kitchen. They was wanting some sandwiches, I guess. It's ham. Now, There's ham in there. None of the victims had been tied or restrained in any way, yet the only sign of struggle was an overturned waste paper basket. Yeah. You, you that up before you know what? Up. He yeah. probably did that pitching his trash in Yeah, there. he should have straightened up a little bit. Yeah. He could have. Seems he had three weird. hours. He didn't have three hours. I bet he napped. Now, like, is there football on Easter? They don't give medals or anything no. for this. You don't get in a Guinness World Book of World Record, but... Uh, it goes down in the crime annals <laughs> as the uh, deadliest shooting ever inside a private home. Hmm. Knees. Is that in the annals? In the annals of, of crime, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. Now, as the cops got there, knees buckled. <laughs> and rescues, they arrived at this disturbing scene with candy and bright colored Easter baskets scattered amid the bodies. Oh, Strewn about. eggs all over the damn place. Eggs, eggs, you know what? Jelly beans. I bet you know there was some cops grabbing those little Snickers. Because I know if I show up, if you call me away on a Sunday night, uh-huh. Easter Sunday, uh-huh. I'm going to grab me a peep. All right. I mean, <laughs> those are nasty. No, I got a question. I got a question. Was this house... Is this about peeps? No. Okay. Was this house... Did they have neighbors? Um, it was kind of a rural. It wasn't okay. Yeah, well, yeah that you know. The I would say you think maybe thirty five out of that house. Too, he was he was shooting him. I don't know if Timmy got it in here or not. Um, he had two different guns. A yeah, three fifty seven. Yeah, he had more. I think he had four guns. But well, most of his shooting was done with a twenty two pistol, which doesn't make a ton of noise. Well, if you, I mean, if you're in a subdivision, I mean, he's not shooting anybody. No, he was not shooting anybody with a BB gun. Not a BB gun. Now, um, of course, with him shooting all the time, you know, just tin cans down the road, well, the man just thought it was a normal Sunday. And there's yeah. noises coming out of that place all the time. What, I got chickens. All the fighting and the chickens. Yeah. Well, and Leonard fucking with, fuck with, with the Volkswagen. Yeah. 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 Could you imagine how noisy that's all the bitch All the wiretapping. <laughs> so, Rupert was... <laughs> all the communist homosexuals <laughs> coming over. I mean, my God. Rupert's taken into custody and charged with 11 counts of aggravated murder. Not just your ag- regular Was he really murder. aggravated, though? I think well, he yeah, was. I think he was aggravated. At this point, he was very... Why isn't it capital murder? I believe they called it agitated murder. Agitated, okay. He was agitated. Just pissed off murder. Yeah. He refused to talk to the police about the killings and pleaded not guilty by reason of batshit crazy. <laughs> As news got out about the massacre... Is BSC a real legal term? It is. (laughs) You don't know. What's that? Continue. I'm trying. I was... As news got out about the massacre, the the community of Hamilton went into shock, which is a pretty goddamn (laughs) thing. If you know Hamilton... You know, hey, there's, some shit. there's a lot right of there. shit that goes that, down in Hamilton. That's yeah. some shit. That's a shit storm mm. right there is what yeah. that is. Anything crazy happens in the, in this area. It's Hamilton. Yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah. I don't even know. Walmart was like, no, fuck that. We ain't even going in to Hamilton. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't want part of Let Kmart keep it. Yeah, yeah. Let Target have yeah. it. God damn it. Oh, Target. Target. They ain't going to Target in Hamilton. 
So those who knew James Rupert did not think he was capable of violence, especially at the magnitude of this particular massacre. Well, he couldn't get a Woody. Well, and, he's sickly. And, and he's sick. Uh, he's a loser. He's a homosexual cross-dresser. <laughs> By a homosexual communist cross-dressing, wheezing. Interesting, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbors considered the Ruperts a nice family. That was wrong. Yeah, he didn't. James didn't was know. arrested and charged again. So he continued to refuse to answer questions by the police and was quite uncooperative. I can't imagine. Yeah, he was not cooperative at all. County prosecutor John Holcomb viewed the crime scene and said that there was so much blood on the first floor, it was dripping through the floorboards into the basement, which to this day can be seen on the wood. Who bought the that wood fucking floor house? Which they he, sold it several times, and, and they sold it once without disclosing that mm-hmm. the murders happened. Oh, uh, yeah, you got to disclose yeah. that. Oh, that's a problem. Yeah. All four weapons were uh, recovered at the scene. A few days later, services were held for the victims at the heartbreaking funeral. Now picture this. Mm-hmm. Eleven caskets were lined end to end in the aisle of the Rupert's Catholic Church. It reminds me of that. Uh, to, it reminds the, Lawson, me. the Lawson family. It does. Yeah. You know, it, it, come on. It would have been funny if one would have fell over and tumbled all the like rest. Like dominoes? Yeah. <laughs> that could have happened in Hamilton, that's too. You don't know, yeah, you don't know who's trying to pull stuff off the bottom there. That's a, that's, a, that's a good bit of money right there, having a funeral for 11 people. Yeah, I'm pretty all sure. All 11 victims When he was going buried. for that inheritance, I bet he didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. They were all buried in, now this is, this is important, in Arlington Memorial Gardens in Cincinnati, Ohio. I didn't put the street address. I was going to put that straight It's there. Compton Road. I can tell yeah, you that Road, because right. uh, my dear brother is interred. The dead one? Arling- well, may he, rest in peace. I didn't may rest dead. in Where's peace. your dead mother? Is she there too? My dead mother is at St. Joseph. Oh, Christ. May she um, rest in peace. Um, about she rest in peace. You got dead my people dead all over this fucking town. My dead father is at St. Joseph. You can't swing a cat. You can't swing a dead may cat without hitting one of Chuck's dead relatives. My uncle, you mean my brother-in-law? Yeah, killed. He's at St. Joseph. May rest in peace. May God rest his soul. Yeah. Um, so prosecutors fought hard for com- felony convictions since he stood in inherit three hundred thousand dollars. Which in nineteen seventy five was I mean, I mean it's dollars. So I'm not now, guilty but it was probably any reason, including insanity. Yeah. So if he get, if he walks, he he, collect, he collects that. Or even if he's found guilty of reason insanity, he collects it. Okay. Yeah. Now the original trial was held in Hamilton, Ohio. A three judge panel found Rupert guilty on all 11 counts of murders and sentenced him to life in prison. Man, never go with a judge panel. Always <laughs> go with a jury. Yeah, you didn't pass you the bar on taking people. your advice. But why wasn't he found? Why didn't they give him the death penalty? Well, yeah. motherfucker, I'm trying to read. Why well, didn't you get to that? Let me get, get to that for fuck's sake. Yeah. God, those, those of us who know I'm history would know Timmy. why, but continue, yeah. Colonel. Do you know why, t- Colonel? Um, I'm getting there. Okay. A mistrial was declared, and it was decided that the retrial would be held in Finley, Ohio, 100 miles north, because it was believed... Marathon Gases. I think your headquarters is in Finley, Ohio. He could not oh, receive shit. a fair, huh. fair trial in the city of Hamilton. <laughs> Tell me more about Finley, Ohio, Tim. <laughs> That's all I know. It's a marathon was there. Marathon or The university. All right, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Please, please continue. <laughs> we may have some listeners in Finley, and they're probably screaming at their computer right now. If you're on the if marathon you're, oil, if you're from Finley, will you start a, a trend, a little topic on the page yeah. of what else is interesting about Finley? Well, in Ohio? July 1975, he received eleven 
life sentences. Yeah. One for each Once person. Once again. One for, for each person he killed. <laughs> Once again, on appeal, a new trial was granted. Defense attorney convinced his client was insane, personally funded the hiring of expert psychiatrists and psychologists from all over the, all over the country. And they come back and said, the psychiatrist, after uh, doing a complete assessment, says, nope, he's not crazy. He's just a gay communist. He's just an asshole. So on July 23rd, 1982. uh, How old were you, Brandy? I was in second grade. I was 18 years old. I was almost almost two. A second three-judge panel found Rupert guilty of a first-degree murder in the case of his mother and brother. But this time... They found him not guilty on the other nine counts by, of murder by reason of insanity. What? Ha- what? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because he, after he killed his brother, mother, and his ex-girlfriend, he went insane. He was insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was grieving. He had loss. Yeah. <laughs> he was dealing with the loss of his He couldn't love. handle the loss all, of his mother. He went through all, all the stages of grief in five minutes. <laughs> Jesus. So he received life sentences for each of the two charges. To be served consecutively rather than the, concurrently. The parents now, they didn't on. like kids. I'm guessing they didn't like we gotta kids. we got to explain this to the right. devil. Oh, okay. please, yes. Consecutively means one right after the other, yeah. while concurrently means at the same time. She doesn't get that. But you, you need to show her. You need to illustrate so, it. Yeah, okay. Let me, like. I will punch you in the dick. Here's two lines. <laughs> I will punch you straight okay. in the dick. Okay. Those are concurrent lines, devil. Here are consecutive lines, <laughs> Continue, Colonel. So anyway, because capital punishment had been suspended in the United States because of liberal pansies from 1972 to 1976 as a result of the Supreme Court's decision in Furman versus Georgia, and because the massacre had occurred in 1975, Rupert could not receive the death penalty for his crimes. So what they needed to do was calling for some colonel justice. What they needed to do was hire somebody in the pen to whack his ass. Or to just, well... Fister Miyagi. Yeah. <clears throat> Fister Miyagi. He would have done it. Yep. Like a ninja. You know, I read a I read a no, article the other on. day about... Uh, and, and, and the ironic thing is he got evicted from the house anyway. Yeah, he did. Had to leave. In it's June, crazy. he was granted a visit before the state parole board at the age of 61, but his re- 1995, but his release was denied. He would Denied. not get another hearing until 2015, at which time he was 81 years old, couldn't even remember what the fuck he was there for. Or his name. Was shitting all over himself. Good, good. So how old is he now? 82. 82. He's 82 years old. Last year he was 81. Right. Now, after the Orlando mass shooting in, 19, in 2016 became the deadliest mass shooting in American history, Rupert's murderous spree dropped to the tenth deadliest massacre in U.S. history. See, and, and you know what? If you're as long as he's incarcerated, he's you know he's just going far farther and farther behind. Mm-hmm. That's not right. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, he can't even catch up. No. The Rupert's house was open to the. It's kind of one of those things you only get really one shot at it. Yeah, and you, you better make you better make, make sure or yeah. thirty five shots. Well, it's like you know, it's like Henry Aaron the home run record. You know what I mean? You 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 say, well, okay, you got you hit seven hundred fifteen, you can retire. You got to continue because there's going to be some asshole come along <laughs> later on, kill twenty people, fifty people. Okay, I'm finished. No, you're not. What okay, about the so house? I don't care about the house. The house was open to the public. No, this is interesting. The house was open to the public, and they auctioned off all of its contents. 
Um, it was then cleaned and recarpeted, and they rented it to a family new to the area. So rented it to a bunch of noobs who, by mistake, moved to Hamilton. Um, oh, well, that's her but they mistake. did not disclose that the murders were there. But the family later left the house due to the, they thought they heard voices and other noises. Um, other families, see, now, you could have finished strong here, okay. but I'm going to read this sentence how it's written. <laughs> okay, I was other, rushing. Other families have moved in and out, but the house is still occupied. Okay, okay. so someone's living in it now. That's I, I suppose that's what that means. Okay. Okay. Okay, so, Brandy, what's your final thoughts on James Rupert, the... And the Easter Day Massacre. I think he had. Uh, I think he had all the reason in the world for picking off his family. <laughs> the kids he could have left alone, unless they were, they were taunting him. Yeah. Or maybe you know, you maybe it was them fucking with his Volkswagen. You know, the brother was getting the kids involved. Oh, maybe you it was know him he was fucking like, with hey, the Volkswagen. Go fuck with, mm-hmm. go so, fuck with, huh? go you fuck know with your kids, uncle. Oh yeah, you know he was telling them go, go yeah. fuck with your retarded <laughs> uncle uh, Rupert up there. Yeah, yeah. I, get I get shoutouts first. Casey, you know they'd say, "You're not the boss of me. You're not the yeah. boss of me." Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, you know, he said, my dad is banging your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Hey, my dad has a job. You don't. They probably didn't say that. Oh, you know, my, my dad, dad is banging your you girlfriend. Know, you know what my dad has? You don't a boner. <laughs> Casey, what's your final thoughts on James Rupert, the Day Massacre? I think that uh, I can relate to this guy. Sounds, it sounds a lot sounds, like our Easter, it doesn't it? really kind of does. It really kind of does. We fuck with, with, with Casey's Volkswagen. All the time, they fucked with my shit. All the time, we tap his phone. When I was little, Brandy put dress him up, dress him up all, all the time. But it was he let us. I think he liked. It. I don't think I'd let you. Yo, yeah, you did. Oh no, I don't think so. He did. How do you think you kept the oranges down. in your dress? See, I don't even know about the oranges. Yeah, you had to hold See, them there. This, this is stuff that I repressed in therapy. So <laughs> It'll come out one day, and we'll be doing a podcast well, on you. Well, I'm going to try to break his record. I'm going to try to crack into the top. Yeah. Now remember, you got you, you, you don't want to just break it. You, you want to <laughs> shatter it. You, yeah, you need to get way out there. Yeah. You're going to have to wait My family ain't that big, so we're going to have to no, wait till we have like... Some neighbors, yeah, we're going to have bring a reunion or something. Yeah, I'll get some cousins. Yeah. Charles, what's your final thoughts on James Rupert? I, I think they had it coming. I, 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 it's not often I have feel pity for the uh, for the perpetrator of these dastardly deeds, but I believe these people. So he, you're telling me he, he dished out Colonel Justice. Well, he, you know, you fuck with a man's Volkswagen, you're going one <laughs> step too far. And and I'm going to tell you a story. Well, no, used to no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Race Horse Haynes. I want to say, you, you're the one that suggested a story. I did. I remember this from being a little kid because yeah. I always thought, how in the fuck are you going to be the 11th one shot? Yeah. If you, after well, number, I, after being number, two years old, probably it help. doesn't matter. <laughs> after number four. Everybody else got it coming from not getting the fuck out of the house. I'm out. I'm running. Yeah. I'm After running. they shoot four, these are kids. You get the fuck out. I mean, the one in Orlando, okay, nobody knew what was going on. Or they were stuck was, in the restroom know, or whatever. They were stuck, whatever. But this, you're music. in a house, you, you know who's shooting. And what, I hate What do you music. think? Oh, you know, Uncle James always liked me. He ain't going to shoot me. That's he, not true. He just shot your sister, motherfucker. Get the house. Get out of the house. Yeah. Don't say do anything to his Volkswagen. Yeah. So and, and they fucked with his Volkswagen. Yeah. And you should not let a man in your house with firearms 
that owns a Volkswagen. And who's a gay That's communist. a good life and lesson. Gay, yeah. So, that I, I mean, you got to really say... But, I mean, he was And if you've been to Hamilton, mm-hmm. and, and this is... You know, this is going to cause some controversy. I know. We have some, we have some Hamilton listeners. If you've been to Hamilton, no, we don't. Yeah, we do. Losing eleven of them ain't really a big deal. Then in the herd, it's just thin thin bad. Yeah, because yeah, even though tornado? he worked at GE, uh-huh. he worked at GE. The kids were going to grow up to live in. You know, yeah. Yeah. They, there was going to be assholes. Well, he had a good job. So. All right. Any shout outs, Kurt? I have shout outs. Wait, okay. wait, wait. Mine first. Mine first. Shout outs. Yes, yes. Brandy, please. I, I have shout-outs. Shout I have shout-outs. Fuck you. I never do my shout-outs first. So, over the weekend, I asked for something, um, and I just want to thank... No, really, I just want to thank everybody. No, I want to thank everybody. You can thank them, too, in a minute. Wait your turn. But I have people's names. Jesus, you... you wow. Cantankerous. Wait, can't wait till next Easter. You getting your period? <laughs> <laughs> Shit's going down. <laughs> so... I'm going to read these quickly because we're running out of time. But Jessica Bishop, Scott, Patty Wooten, Amber. Uh, oh, hold on, motherfucker. <laughs> Diane, Cordy Trowbridge. She just called you a motherfucker. <laughs> no, I mean, John I Cunningham. <laughs> Jeff Chestnut, Amy Carol Payne, Timmy, Miss Beverly, Shannon Rossett, Linda Middleton. Um, Jean, Christina Montana, Jennifer, Siemens, uh, Cindy Lou, Kim Taylor, Chuck, you jackass, Bree, Michael Birdsall, Clark, Tara, Jennifer Hawkins, Bridget, Nicola, Christine, uh, Donna, Chris, Monica, Elise, Charlie, Tara, I appreciate everybody writing something about that. Um, and I'm going to let Casey talk about that a little bit more. But I appreciate what you guys did. It was very sweet, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I've got to try to follow all that, and I'm not going to remember all the names, but thank you, nope. guys. My daughter read uh, most all of those, and um, she, she enjoyed chucks. it. You leave out Chucks. Huh? Did you delete Chucks? No, I didn't no. delete any of them. And um, so appreciate <laughs> appreciate everybody who she, – she enjoyed it. She liked it. Um, you know, so, so thank you guys again. It was awful nice. I, I thought it was a good life lesson for the girl. All I said was, third place is second loser. Yes. <laughs> we, didn't re- we didn't let her read that one. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, uh, I did not say that. Give me any other shout-outs, Chuck? I think I do, but, I'm, you know, I'm just... Some people are going to get two shout-outs here because uh, the devil just flew through the Can replace. you go quicker than me? All right. Continue. I don't believe go I ahead. can. Okay, Bree, we missed you the last time. And Tasha Banks, we missed you. Um, Stephanie Q, Stephanie Quick, out there in San Francisco. Linda Middleton, I don't know why you deserve two, but I'm going to give you one anyway. You you traitorous woman. Colin Dietz, me and him are Facebook friends now. How you doing, buddy? Marvin Hammond and Carol G. Teresa Slavens. Jennifer, and it makes me giggle every time I say this name, Seaman. Um, She's the one that watches the monkeys masturbate. She does. Your monkey masturbator. Monkey <laughs> teaser. Yeah, your monkey. She does. She walked, she walked up, flashed the monkeys. The monkeys throw her the beads and then masturbate. So, uh, I'm not sure that happened. <laughs> <laughs> She's acting this out, by the way. <laughs> I wish you could see the hand gestures. <laughs> the hand gestures that went with that was awesome. No. So anyway, we, who we got here? Patty Wooten. Patty Wooten always giving me hell on the page. Michael and Sydney. Brittany Chacon and Chris. 
If I ever get sick, I want Brittany as my nurse. Uh, Celine, congratulations on that new house. Canute, if you're still there, send us an email. Uh, we haven't heard from you for a while. Yeah. We still get downloads Canute from Norway, Storm, so yeah. hopefully he's still listening. Canute and Storm, we hope you're doing well out there. Mary Ray, Lee, uh, Amber, Diane Trowbridge. That's who I was trying to think of last time. Crazy Trixie. Um, Kirsten uh, Davison. She's new to us. Um, Jessica Williams. So um, Kirsty, uh, Kirsten. Kirsten. Uh-huh. Bourgeois. Davidson. And we got Kirsty Bourgeois. Yeah. Um, Jessica Williams. Um, Trisha, Trish Hillard. Uh, Erica. James Tarantino. Wasn't he on a TV show? Little Sarah Spaghetti. Sarah, there was a song about her, didn't it? Sarah Spaghetti. You're not allowed to sing. You're not allowed to sing. Won't you smile? No, I'm singing. Sarah Spaghetti. Sarah Smile, I think you're singing. Yeah. So anyway, John Cunningham. Tommy Tommy Boomershine. John Holmes. I know that made the devil's ears perk up. Bond. Gene Bond. Miss Laura O'Reilly, Baba, Laura Baba O'Reilly, Chuck Davis, Jeff Appel, Scott, Monica, Donna, and of course, Lady Beverly. And do I do I even have to say a name? Do I have to say? Yes, because we gotta wrap this up. Oh, we gotta wrap it up? <laughs> yeah. You gotta all of a sudden you in a rush, motherfucker. When you reading her script before she gets to it, 30 pounds calling me. You're the only one, Casey, you're the only one here. It's not I got mine up. earlier in the pot. I got my wrath early with the okay. Joke. Daddy Scott, Thank we you. love you. We only do the show for you. Thank you. And uh congratulations, Chuck and Renee on twenty nine years of marriage. Twenty nine years. You know what? I this this You're some bitch, me, huh? Nothing. I ain't done as much time as this motherfucker here, but uh, but you're looking forward to a couple next Easter. Well, you know what? I forgot about it, and so did she. You got married on Michael Jackson's birthday, did mm-hmm. you? Was it a thriller? Wow. Yeah. You know yeah. what? He would make a perfect thriller now. Yeah, he, he could would. make a really good video. I bet he look all all. Uh, Probably looks better now than what he did when he was alive. Can I help you? I'm looking at you. you. You're strolling through Facebook. And so, Facebook. Casey, where can people find us? Uh, the the um, Facebook. iTunes. Sorry, I went blank there. iTunes, Facebook. Yeah, please leave us a review if you go on iTunes. we got two pages on Facebook, one History Dweebs, and then we have one where we interact with every, all the listeners, and that's History Dweebs, the podcast. It's a group, so uh, check it out. Join us, and um, that's where a lot of folks that we've named, that's where a lot of them um, interact with us. Interact, and you know, that, uh, well, let me, let me. I missed a couple people, some right. very important ones. All right. Uh, sponsors, Alicia and Chip, <clears throat> uh, Cindy Lou, Bridget, Jar, Jahara. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what I found out about this? You cannot make one comment on our page without some deviant pervert, and I'm going to go with Jessica Williams on this one. Um, as an example, mm-hmm. turn it in into a double entendre sexual thing. It's hard to believe. You I know. Ever do that? Shocker, right? Yeah. <laughs> See, now if you just said shocker, somebody will make a comment. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. All right. So that's it for this show. And um, we'll see y'all again next time on History Dweebs. So long, everyone. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.